0: Protect your gear or else. This is Mac Voices. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. This is a Mac Voices briefing on protecting your gear. I've spent a considerable amount of money on my gear, especially my Apple gear, and I'm sure you have too. So that means we have similar interests. I don't know about you, but I tend to do one of three things with my Apple gear. I either keep it until it completely dies, I trade it off or sell it, or I hand it off to someone. In any one of those scenarios, except the one where it just completely dies, it's in my best interest to try to protect it and keep it in as nice a condition as possible. If I'm handing it down, I really don't want to hand down a piece of junk to someone that is all beat up. If I'm selling it or trading it back to Apple, I want to get the maximum value for it. So that means that the better condition it's in, the more likely I'm going to get top dollar for it. I feel this way about all my gear, and so my intent here is to go through the things that I use to protect my gear in the hopes that maybe you'll find something that will benefit you and that I can convince you that spending a few dollars now Is a whole lot better than losing a lot of value later. Let's get started. Starting off at the top with my MacBook Pro 16 inch and my MacBook Air 13 inch. Because these are laptops they do their fair share of traveling for business as well as just the normal mobility we all have. Both have cases on them mainly to protect them from cosmetic damage. I tend to select clear cases which are all but invisible when in place and show the color of the laptop. It's when I take them off, usually just before I trade them in or sell them, that the benefit of having one of these cases on becomes evident. Once off, the scratches that would normally have been on the laptop itself are very clear. All but the most obnoxious scratches are invisible when the case is on, especially a clear case. On a couple occasions in the past, a corner or two of the case have been cracked from the inevitable accident, But it was only the case, not the laptop itself. These cases had almost no weight and very little thickness. To be fair, there are ruggedized cases out there, and these cases that I recommend are not truly rugged, but I don't abuse my gear or use it in those kind of conditions and in hostile environments. Because I want that case to be on as soon as possible, as soon as I get that new laptop, I tend to purchase the first one that becomes available. When I got the MacBook Pro, the first one available was the Usewell Glossy Crystal Hardshell Case. That was a couple years ago and so far no cracks in the corner or visible wear, but I know those shallow scratches are there. On the MacBook Air, the first case available was the Mosiso Plastic Hardshell Case. Both of these cases are available in a number of different colors, but I always choose the transparent, again because of the invisibility of those shallow scratches. If you want a different color, go for it, but it may show some of those scratches and a little more wear. The message here is that a case doesn't alter the performance of your Mac at all, does not add any significant weight or thickness, and adds just a little more protection in the event of a mishap. And it keeps your laptop in pristine condition. Before we leave laptops, there's one other step that I take. The screen on the laptops is one of the most expensive parts to repair. Because of the tight tolerances, when closed, the screen can be pressed down on the keycaps, resulting in the oil from my fingers, which is on the keyboard, to get onto the screen as imprints. That's why any laptop I own is equipped with one of two items, a red tech Screensavers Optex cloth or a Ghost Blanket Microfiber cloth. They are placed between the keyboard and the screen whenever the laptop is closed to keep the two from touching and they both have the added benefit of being a great cleaning cloth for the laptop screen. This does require a little bit of discipline in remembering to put the cloth on the keyboard before you close the laptop, but the results are well worth it and prevent me from having to clean my screen or use cleaning solutions to try to get the oil and imprints off. Moving down the cost scale, the iPhone is next. The most mobile of portable devices, the iPhone is the one that's also the most likely to be dropped or suffer an accident. That's why I always have a case waiting for my new iPhone even before it arrives, if at all possible. I tend to buy the cheapest case that has any kind of credibility right out of the gate and then wait for the the other manufacturers to catch up and add different cases with more features that I might find useful but sometimes I never actually even do the upgrade. I'm more than satisfied with the initial case. With my last few iPhones, my choice for a first case has been the Spigen, and I hope I'm pronouncing that right, some pronounce it Spigen, the Spigen Magnetic Mag Armor MagFit case. Affordable, available before the new iPhones are released, and providing good protection, the Spigen is MagSafe compatible, a must in today's wireless charging world. Another new case I like is the Catalyst Influence case. A lanyard can be attached to the case, preventing it from slipping out of your hand. This isn't a feature I will use often, but if I'm somewhere outdoors and I'm taking a lot of photos, it's nice to have that extra measure of protection to keep the phone from dropping, especially if my hands are otherwise occupied. I'm hoping to have the opportunity to review other cases with different feature sets, but for now, I'm more than satisfied with these two. The next thing I do when I get a new iPhone is install a screen protector. I've been using the Film tempered glass screen protectors for years with great success. And yes, I've cracked a couple screen protectors over that time, but never an iPhone screen. Whether the protector made a difference or not, I don't know. But for the few dollars involved, I don't want to find out. And if you're worried about the installation, don't be. The days of difficult applications of screen protectors is long gone. The AmFilm comes with a tray installation kit that makes it all but impossible to get a bad application if you follow the directions at all. Once applied, you won't even know it's there unless something bad happens. Just remember to peel it off if you go to trade it into Apple. I own several iPads, and at least with one of them, it's the one place that I will compromise just a little bit on protection for the devices. I've had ipad cases that were great with protection but not so hot with productivity for my ipad 12.9 inch i tried a number of different cases but finally settled on the apple keyboard case while it doesn't offer as much protection as i would like and is on the pricey side it is the best keyboard case i could find and makes the ipad even more of a productivity machine on my ipad pro 11 inch i have a zugu which has a great mechanism for propping up the ipad at different angles and a bit more protection front and back than a keyboard case. There's even a slot for an Apple Pencil. Finally, on my iPad Mini 6, I have a Tusaki, and I hope I'm pronouncing that right, new iPad Mini 6 case. It props up the iPad nicely with an origami-like fold of the front cover similar to Apple's cases, and has a secure storage spot for an Apple Pencil. Oh, and I know what you're going to say, but yes, I do have an film screen protector on all of my iPads as well. They work just fine with an Apple Pencil, don't affect the brightness or visibility of the screen, and add that one little extra layer of protection that I want. Next is the Apple Watch, and again, I install a screen protector on my Apple Watch. My arm and where I wear my watch seem to be an exact match for pretty much every door handle I encounter. So I applied an LK Apple Watch Protector as soon as I got my Apple Watch 7. These are a little trickier to apply, and I shied away from the ones that wrap around the watch face rather than just protecting the main part. So far, so good. I've been a convert after having a ding on one of my earlier Apple Watches and not liking the look or what it did to the trade-in value. There's one other Apple item that I have a case on, but it's not for protection, it's more for usability. The remote for my Apple TV is wrapped in a nightglow blue case. It is easier to hold, and it makes it clear by feel which way the orientation should be for use. And yes, it does glow just a little bit in the dark, which is a nice touch. There are also Apple remote cases with a spot for an AirTag if you're one of those people who is constantly misplacing the remote, but I haven't found that to be a need. Speaking of AirTags, there's almost an infinite number of AirTag cases, from the very expensive to the downright cheap. Find the one that does what you need it to do from a key ring to a dog collar. I use these that are very generic and very affordable and come in four packs with varying colors. And they work just fine. There's one more item that I swear by to protect my portable gear. And that's a quality backpack designed for tech. I've done Mac Voices briefings on both of my current favorites and I'll put links in the show notes to those briefings. But my two picks are the OGO Renegade and the STM Ducks 30-liter backpacks. Two very different packs, but they both have one thing in common that is essential. A suspended inner sleeve for your laptop, so that when you sit the pack down, sometimes harder than you should, the bottom edge of the laptop is suspended and is not coming in contact even through the bottom of the backpack with the hard ground you probably noticed that I haven't been quoting specific prices on any of these items simply because they can vary depending on the size of the device that you have, more for a 16-inch MacBook Pro than a 13-inch MacBook Air, which iPhone you have, and what material you prefer to have your devices wrapped in. The bottom line here, though, is to protect your devices to keep them functional and cosmetically appealing while you're using them and also for when you hand them off. It doesn't take that much money or that much effort. If you took all the cost of everything that I've recommended today for all your devices, with the possible exception of the backpacks, added it all together, and then compare it to the repair price of just one of your devices should an accident occur, you'll probably have money left over for dinner. So I, again, I encourage you, take this seriously. It can make a big, big difference for when that accident inevitably seems to happen. So I hope to keep you out of the Apple Store repair line with these suggestions. I'll have links to all of the suggestions directly so that you can start there and then adjust or look for the one that fits your device or your lifestyle. I'm Chuck Joyner. That's a Mac Voices briefing on protecting your gear. Please do it. Until the next time, and as always, thanks for watching.